0: Hi there, welcome back to the fourth and final, well I say final for now, things might change, you might, somebody might donate, I don't know, 500 quid and I'll be able to go back into the studio. Anyway, the fourth Shades World short story podcast, welcome back and I am glad that you've returned to listen to this podcast it's called man of the house and again read by the lovely joy elias rewan so enjoy
1: man of the house at the moment i'm six very very soon i'll be seven then i'll be eight then nine then i'll be ten and on and on until i'm old enough to marry Mummy. although i'm still in infant school Mummy really needs me now that Daddy is gone to visit the angels. Whenever he leaves on a trip, I'm in charge. I'm the man of the house and I have to take care of Mummy while he is away. Mummy says he won't be coming back this time. But Daddy always comes back after a long trip. He travels a lot but always brings something back. The angels really needed him in heaven so he is going to help them. Daddy's really good at helping. Like when he teached me to read and write my curly letters when I was a baby, which was before I even started nursery. I asked Mummy if we could visit Daddy in Heaven, but she said, not till I'm very old and very tall. Because Heaven is in the sky, I have to grow tall before I can reach it and that will take some time. When we took the plane, I asked Mummy to let me sit by the window so I could look for him in the clouds when we were flying. But I did not see Daddy or any people before I fell asleep. I woke up when we got to Lagos, which is where we are at the moment. We have come to say goodbye to Daddy and I got to meet my Grandma for the very, very first time. She is wrinkly like the trees in our back garden and has a gap between her teeth like Daddy. Mummy says I might get the gap too, but I've already got a gap. The tooth fairy has taken two of my front teeth. She gave me one pound for each one, which I think is cheap. Jimmy got two notes for his, and we all know getting notes is better than getting coins. But not to worry. As suggested by Daddy, I will write to the tooth fairy requesting fair treatment and equal payment for my teeth which are way better than Jimmy's. I really wish that most of my big sister were here with us, but she's in boarding school and has her exams. Mummy promised we'd see her before we would return home to London. Derek and Ade, my best friends, are going to be so jealous I'm missing school. Mrs James, my teacher, said I'm okay to miss because I'm advanced for my age. Mummy says it's because she teach me to read and write when I was in her belly. I don't remember that. I was too little then, but now I'm a big boy and I'm the man of the house until Daddy comes back from the angels. I love my Daddy, but not as much as I love my Mummy. I liked it when Daddy throws me in the air and catches me. I liked it when he swung me round and round until my eyes went funny I couldn't stand. But the bestest thing about Daddy is he can carry me on his shoulder and isn't always tired like Mummy. But Mummy gives the bestest hugs and kisses. I shifted my body closer to Mummy even though it was really, really, really hot. When I went to sleep, I wore my Arsenal pyjamas. Now... I only had on my pants. Mummy pulled me closer and kissed the top of my head. She yawned really loud. I liked to snuggle with her. Before Daddy went to visit the angels, I sometimes snuggled with them both. Daddy would read the newspaper in bed and sometimes he would let me read it to him. I can read really well and both Mummy and Daddy says, I'm a boy whiz. I thought that meant wizard like Harry Potter. But Mummy said, it means I'm good at reading and maths. Daddy teach me how to do maths too. For example, if I had five cones of ice cream, which I like, chocolate is better and I don't mind if they take the strawberry away. Someone takes the two strawberry ones away, one for Daddy and one for Mummy. How many cones will I have left for me? three chocolate cones, all for me, which I could eat right now because even though it's morning, it feels like afternoon. If I could do magic, I would make the sun go away until the afternoon and I would make Daddy come back so that Mummy's not so sad and crying all the time. I don't like it when Mummy is sad. I snuggle closer and keep my eyes tightly closed when she whispers in my ear. My little big man, time to get up. I pretend that I'm still asleep so I can get my wake-up kisses, one on each eye, then my nose, then each cheek, then I get tickled and more raspberry kisses all over. I like it when mummy wakes me up in the morning. Even when I'm awake, I like to wait for her wake-up kisses. But there's no raspberry kisses or tickles. Just her breath in my hair. I waited a while, but knew I wouldn't be getting my kisses because it was the morning period. I heard the adults talking about it. They didn't know I was there at the time because I made myself invisible by playing soldiers and running through legs with my toy soldiers. But I was listening to everything they were saying. The morning had been my favourite part of the day, but not anymore. I snuggled closer to my mummy and wondered how long the morning period would last before she woke me up with kisses and tickles. Mummy, how can Daddy be with the angels in heaven and in the earth at the same time? I asked mummy this question because I knew it was the day. I heard them talk about it. We were going to bury Daddy in the ground. I didn't want them to bury him because when Mummy and I buried him in the sand at the beach, he couldn't get out and we had to dig him out. But only after he promised me ice cream and that I didn't have to eat vegetables for two dinners. I like carrots, but I don't like peas or sweet corn. A mummy puts peas and sweet corn in everything. Mummy hugged me closer, and although I couldn't see her face, I knew she had that look she gets when I ask her question she doesn't want to answer. Well, when a person dies, their physical body stays here on earth, and it's their soul which goes to the angels in the heaven. She replied after a long time had passed, and I thought she'd forgotten the question. So how will Daddy get his body back if it's in the ground? I asked. Baby, he won't. Why not? Will God give him another body? Something like that, she replied. But if he has another body when he comes back from his trip, how will I know it's Daddy? Honey bun, Daddy isn't coming back, ever. Her voice was muffled against my neck and she hugged me even tighter. Mummy, don't cry. I felt her tears on my neck. I tried to twist round to see her face but she was squishing me really hard. I'm okay, baby. I'm not crying. Just a speck of dust in my eye. (laughs) I can help you, baby. Blow it out if you want, I offered. But she just kissed the top of my head, gave me another squeeze, then went to the bathroom. I spotted one of my toy soldiers on the floor, so I decided to play soldiers. I needed my plane to drop bombs on the bad people, but Mummy had forgotten to pack it. I took the pillows and put Mummy's scarf over them to make a tent for Brian, the hero soldier... Brian is very brave, but he's been fighting the bad men from the television and needs to rest. Dave, the bad soldier from the war, sneaks up on the really tired Brian. He's going to try and catch him by surprise, but Brian isn't sleeping. He's pretending. Dave crouches low and moves forward little by little. He moves closer and closer until he's almost touching Brian. Then all of a sudden, Brian rolls over and holds up his gun. Dave points his gun at Brian, but they don't pull the trigger. They decide to fight in the WWE ring because that's how real men settle their problems. In the ring... Dave grabs Brian around the waist and pushes him against the ropes, the pillows, and starts to hit him on the chest. Before he can do much damage, Brian switches positions. He grabs Dave's arm and swings him to the opposite side of the ring. Dave hits the ropes and bounces back towards Brian, who leaps in the air and body slams him to the floor. Boom! My son, what are you doing? making so much noise and jumping up and down on the bed. It is a place to sleep, not a place to play. Where is your mother? Good morning, Grandma. Mummy is washing her eye in the bathroom. I hadn't noticed Grandma enter our room. She looked very tired as she walked slowly towards me. (laughs) Good morning, my son. Grandma, I'm your grandson, silly. "'Daddy is your son. It is the same thing, my child. "'I did not bring you into the world, but you are the fruits of my loins.' "'Grandma, how am I a fruit? I'm a boy, and what is loins? "'What type of fruit does it have?' "'The kind you do not need to know about yet.' "'Did you sleep well, my child?' "'It was very hot,' I replied.' Oh, do not worry. Tonight we will have diesel for the generator. I have sent someone to find some. Why do we need a generator? A generator. We need one because NEPA or PHCN or whatever they call themselves these days, fails us time and time again. Who is NEPA or PHCN? The people who make it possible for you to watch television. When the jurator's working, can I watch TV? I miss WWE Smackdown. I like The Undertaker. He wears black and walks like this. I showed her The Undertaker walk. Daddy likes John Cena, though. And Mummy doesn't like anyone. Do you like wrestling, Grandma? No, I do not like to see men getting hurt. Women wrestle too, but it's all pretend anyway. That's what Daddy says. Did you know that once, a very long time ago, your father did Kung Fu like Bruce Lee? Really, Grandma? Who's Bruce Lee? A man your father idolised when he was no bigger than you. I wanted her to tell me more, but she drifted off somewhere and had a shine of tears in her eyes. I wanted to ask her about Bruce Lee and Kung Fu, but I guessed that she was sad like Mummy and didn't want to talk. Plus, it was the morning period. I decided to wait until evening before I asked her about it. Mummy was better at talking in the evening, so I reckon so would Grandma. I started playing with my soldiers again. I made all the shooting sounds and put them into position. Tat ta ta Brian takes cover. Dave, the bad soldier, blasts away with his machine gun. Brian dies behind the mountain and Dave continues shooting. Although he's safe, Brian doesn't have a gun, so I move him into a different position so he can throw his knife at Dave, the baddie. Dave continues shooting. Tell your mother I need to talk to her when she comes out of the bathroom, said Grandma interrupting the fighting. I nodded my head to show that I'd heard her as the fierce battle continued. Brian is wounded in the leg by Dave's gun. Anne is in a lot of pain. He spots a cave in the mountains. He tries to move fast so he can hide there. But he's really hurt so he can only move slowly. Dave creeps to where he thinks Brian is hiding. But he's no longer there. He sees the blood and follows it like glowing jewels in the dark. To be continued. I heard the bathroom door open and Mummy came out. I could see she'd been crying. She sat on the bed and stared into the space, just like Grandma did. I left the fighting soldiers and wrapped my arm around her from behind. My arms wouldn't go round her body, so I stood up and wrapped them round her neck and breathed in her nice mummy smell, mixed with toothpaste. I'm okay, darling she said to me. She patted my arm, then let her hand drop beside her. I knew she wasn't okay, but I didn't know what to do to make her feel better. Only Daddy coming home would. I hated the angels for taking him away. I know he was needed, but Mummy and me needed him too, and I didn't really want to be man of the house. I wondered if that meant I would have to go out and work like Daddy did. Only thing was, I didn't know how to drive Daddy's red Ferrari car. Once he had let me sit in the driver's seat and turned the wheel when it was parked in the driveway. My feet couldn't reach the pedals and Daddy didn't start the engine but we had fun pretending we were on the racetrack and I beat Lewis, Hamilton and Alonso and all the other F1 drivers. Daddy was going to take me to see the cars racing. He showed me the tickets and according to the calendar on the fridge, which I marked off every day, we had 40 days to go before the event. Mummy, did you bring the calendar? What calendar, honey? she answered. The one on the fridge at home. No, it's still on the fridge at home. Even though she was talking to me, I knew her attention wasn't on me. She was inside her head like I'm sometimes in my head, but I needed her to go home and get the calendar so I could mark off the days. I tried to remember the last time I'd put an X through a date, and I couldn't. Not since we got the news that Daddy had gone to visit the Angels. "'Mummy, can we go home and get the calendar, please?' "'I asked in my nicest voice. "'I slid round onto her lap, held her head in my hands "'and stared directly into her eyes. "'It was something that normally worked if I wanted something, "'but things were not going my way. "'Sorry, baby, we can't go home yet.' I have to sort out Daddy's affairs first. But, Mummy, I need the calendar to mark the days Daddy's taking me to F1. I put tears in my eyes, because those sometimes worked, depending on Mummy's mood. I know, honey, but Daddy can't take you anymore. Remember I told you? He was never coming back. Of course I remembered. It's not like I was a baby who forgot things. It's just that Daddy had never broken a promise. So I knew he would take me. However, since Mummy was really sure that the angels wouldn't let Daddy take me to F1, I knew I was going to have to convince her to take me. She hated racing, so it was going to be tough, but I had to find a way to convince her. Darling, our word for today is fortitude, and it means strength of mind. I didn't want to play our word game. I wanted her to promise to take me to F1. The rules were that I had to use the word in a sentence at least three times before I went to bed, and I still hadn't used yesterday's words, which was Rambunctious. Mummy, if I stop being rambunctious, would you take me to see the racing since Daddy can't? And what does rambunctious mean? She asked, completely ignoring my question. It means being noisy and lacking in restraint, I said back to her. And... Do you think you can be disciplined enough for the next couple of days? If I am, will you take me? This means no running around like a headless chicken, no WWE matches and throwing yourself onto grandma's cushions, or rearranging the furniture to make caves or mountains and no screaming fits when you don't get your own way. Do you think you can do that for four days until we get back home? Mummy, with fortitude I can do anything, I grinned at her. I knew she'd be very happy, I used her new word, but there was no hint of a smile. Although I was looking forward to the racing, it won't be the same without Daddy. But I will still see the cars and maybe meet the drivers. I started to jump up and down with joy until Mummy gave me the look. You've Already lost, even before you began. But mummy, we haven't shook on it yet. And celebrating wasn't on your list. That we haven't. I'm going to be a good mummy and give you three chances. If you break the rules and are rambunctious in the next four days, no silverstone for you. Agreed. She held out her hand for a shake. I slipped mine into hers and we shook on it. Then I remembered that Daddy was taking me to Monaco, not Silverstone. I didn't say anything to Mummy, though. She might back out if she knew. Daddy had sworn me to secrecy and the tickets were hidden safely in my shoebox with all my other secret treasures. All I had to do was get through the next four days without being rambunctious. Not impossible, I thought to myself, as I put Brian and Dave away in my Spidey backpack. Grandma wanted me to wear a suit, but Mummy told her it was too hot. They argued about it, but Mummy won because now I'm wearing brand new trousers and my Superman T-shirt. Mummy's wearing her long purple dress and a black jacket. Purple is Daddy's favourite colour. Grandma had to stay at home. She couldn't come with us to bury Daddy. She wanted Mummy to stay too, but Mummy said she didn't care about tradition. She just wanted to say her final goodbye. A car came to pick us up, and even though there was space for me to sit, Mummy let me sit on her lap all the way to the church. She had her dark glasses on, so I couldn't see her eyes. But I knew she was still sad, so I didn't remind her about the racing or that my behaviour has been non-rambunctious. The trip to the church was boring. Nothing much happened. We stopped to pick up some more cars along the way and in front of our long line of cars, we had a police car with a siren. I wanted to sit in the police car, but I knew Mummy wouldn't let me. Plus, I had to look after her. In church, people cried really loudly, like I do when I want something or mummy has smacked my bottom because I've been naughty. Lots of people were upset. One woman even rolled around on the floor screaming, My brother, oh why, why you, God, why my brother? Mummy held my hand really tight and almost crushed all my fingers. But she was okay. When we got to the burial place, it wasn't like the seaside where we tried to bury Daddy in the sand. This hole was very deep. When the coffin was lowered, the screams became even louder. Mummy broke down in tears, and I started crying because she was crying, and everyone else around me was crying, and I really wish the angels would send him back because I really don't want to be the man of the house. When they started to put the sand back into the hole, I told them to stop, because Daddy wouldn't be able to climb out. I tried to grab the spade from the man, but Mummy picked me up and carried me, screaming, to the car. I cried all the way back to Grandma's house. Lots of people came back with us, but Mummy put me to bed, and I slept for a while. When I woke up, most of the guests had left, apart from my two uncles and their wives. I seemed to have walked into an argument, but as soon as they realised I was there, they stopped talking. In that way adults do, when they see a little person enter the room. Only Mummy was grateful to see me. She smiled and held out her hand to me and pulled me onto her lap. How are you? asked my Uncle Tosink. He's the one that smells really bad and he sweats a lot. Mummy doesn't like him very much. She told Daddy once that he was a freeloader and she didn't want him staying with us. But Daddy insisted he stay and he lived with us for ages before leaving. His brother, Uncle David also wanted to come but I heard mummy tell daddy that if any other of his relatives steps a foot over her threshold she was going to divorce his ass. She wouldn't tell me what divorce his ass meant so I asked her to spell divorce for me so I could look it up in the dictionary but she wouldn't. In the end I had to ask Mrs Reed my teacher who also loves me When mummies and daddies no longer love each other and want to live in separate houses, they get a divorce, was her response. That made me dislike Uncle David and Uncle Tosin. When daddy got home, I told him that I wanted Uncle Tosin to leave and I didn't want Uncle David to stay with us because I didn't want him and mummy to live in separate houses. He laughed really hard and swung me up in his arms for a cuddle. <laughs> You've been listening at doors again, haven't you? I told him no. Of course not. The walls have ears, he said, which was baffling to me because the walls don't have ears. People have ears, and walls are not people or animals who also have ears. Uncle Tosin was very upset that day when he came home and Daddy told him he had to leave. I even helped him pack his suitcase, which he didn't appreciate. So when he asked me how I was, I wondered if he was still mad about Daddy making him leave. Instead of answering his question, I burst into tears because I find that most of the time they work on Mummy. I told her I wanted to go home that I wanted to see Daddy, and that I was also hungry, which I was. She pulled me closer and rocked me back and forth. It's okay, baby. We'll be fine. We'll leave tomorrow, she murmured into my hair. Grandma wasn't happy about that. She told Mummy we couldn't leave because there were things that needed to be done. That's when they switched language, so I couldn't understand what they were arguing about. Mummy and Daddy did it all the time when they wanted to talk about things they didn't want me to know. My limited phrases are bossy be now, which means come here now, and the other one is which means what is wrong with you. My cousins have taught me some swear words like olushi, which means pauper and "weary," which means mad person. According to Daddy, all the other drivers on the road are capital wary and have possibly bought their licenses from a man who knows somebody who knows somebody. I think they're arguing about money, but I'm not very sure. Mummy is very upset with Grandma and is pacing up and down. I can tell she's really mad about something. She has that look on her face, the one she had when she promised Daddy she was going to divorce his ass. There was also the time I broke off the heel of her favourite shoes to use to build a mountain. Or the time I tried to make hot chocolate after she had warned me not to touch anything in the kitchen. There was also the time I tried to drive Daddy's Ferrari, but that wasn't my fault, though. Derek and Adi dared me. Even Daddy was mad at that one. I'm just glad she's not mad at me now, because that would mean no going to watch the F1 race cars. Mummy knelt in front of me and grabbed my face. She stared into my eyes. ''Things are going to be different from now on,'' she said as I nodded my head. ''Of course I knew that. Daddy was with the angels and she was taking me to watch the race instead.'' ''Mawson's coming home with us,'' I nodded again. ''We're going to have to move, but that's okay. We'll sell Daddy's car and the house.'' I won't be there when you get home from school because mummy has to get a job now. But we'll be okay. They can have his money. I didn't understand what was going on. But I didn't know what to do to fix it. Only daddy coming home could fix it. So my only solution was to write to the angels and ask them to send him back. Dear angels in heaven, my name is Oluwatosing Oladapo Adibanjo and I'm almost seven. I'm writing this letter because my daddy is visiting you in heaven and I would like you to send him back. Because we need him at home. Mummy is sad. Her eyes are red and puffy because she cries all the time. He is the best daddy in the world. And I know you need him. But we need him the most. Because of the following reasons. Number one. I need him to take me to watch the F1 race because mummy doesn't know anything about cars or engines. Number two, I love my sister Mousson, but she's bossy and it's better when she's in school because then I have mummy to myself and I get to do stuff that I like with her. Number three, I really don't want to be the man of the house. It's just too much work for me. I don't know how to make mummy happy. That's daddy's job. Number four. I really, really, really miss my daddy. and would like to ride on his shoulders again. Because mummy says I'm too heavy. Number five. I also want him to be here so he can read me my bedtime story when I go to sleep. He does the best animal voices. Thank you, dear angels. I know you will grant my request because you know that my need is the greatest yours sincerely
0: Tosin. and that folks was the wonderful Joy Elias Rewan reading Man of the House I do hope you've enjoyed all of the podcasts I've brought to you I'd like to do more but unfortunately I'm strapped for cash so Any little donation that you can make will be extremely helpful. In the meantime, this is me, Shade Adenira, signing off for now and hopefully I will speak to you again soon. Oh, and before I forget, if you need to send me a question, a comment, it's the usual through my website, shades-world.com or you can tweet me at imagine underscore this that's imagine underscore this okay that's it for me folks and hopefully speak to you real soon bye